Welcome to the Konza Consult Podcast. I'm your host, Muntanga Lindunda. I'm your co-host, Mukuka Mayuka Chanda. Today, we're excited to have Sambayonga in the studio. She's the founder of Kuatenga Media, and she's also a co-founder of Women's History Museum. And she was also nominated for the Power of 40 Destiny Women's Magazine. Welcome, Samba. Hey, how are you? Thanks Fine, for thank having you. me. Yay, we finally got you Yay. here. Oh, I'm so sorry. So tardy. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm so grateful to be here as well. Yeah. <laughs> you are a very, very busy lady. Right. I mean, you are all over the place these days and not all over the place in a bad way, but like as in like all over the places in your traveling. Yeah. Um, you've got like she said, you have a business and you also have um, the history museum that you're working on as well, which is I assume is a pet project almost. I think that's how it started, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it started as a, a passion project, which has now grown into an actual thing so I'm like man I have to really do this now it was just like it just felt nice to be like yeah we're thinking of yeah doing a thing thing now it's just like oh we actually have to like deliver yes. stuff yeah okay but it's good so we wanted to find out a little bit about your background so mm-hmm. I heard about your name before I actually met you which is um, always interesting because I think I heard about your name in different circumstances through different industries and then I finally met you. Yeah. And I always said, I like that you are, you're, no, you're a known unknown, if you will. Yeah. So people know you, yeah. but they don't know you as in your face. You right. know, you're not out know. there, but your yeah. name is there. Your ma- name means something. It's mm. a brand in itself, I would even say. So how did you... Get That's to that really point. interesting. I want to know those people who mention me. <laughs> mention you in boardrooms. In boardrooms, yes. please God. Can yes. I meet them? Because I've also never met them before in my life. Like, huh? No, um, I don't know. So it's because I, I read the question and I was like, how do you answer these questions? Yeah. I always find it challenging to do that because, I mean, um, I have a background in journalism. So I started off as a journalist because that's my passion. I love telling stories and whatever. So I, when I finished college, I went, I was working at the Daily Mail and I, I quit after a few months of regurgitating politicians' Mm -hmm. uh, speeches. So I was like, nah, this is not for me. Then I got into uh, development media. And I was editor for Trendsetters for a while. So I think that's one of the things that I really enjoyed because it, it gave me a chance to actually create stories in a mm-hmm. certain way. It's also about something passionate, young people. Um, and I think that's where the journey really started uh, for me. Um, and then I went on to manage uh, and be the regional coordinator for the African uh, Big Issue paper. So we coordinated six countries in Africa, you know, um, producing content, articles, stories, and then also sharing them on the news service, the global news service that we had, street news service. Um, so I think that's the genesis kind of mm-hmm. of my work. Yeah. Yes. And you were also editor of ProFlight magazine at one point. Yes, that's much later. Yeah, that was <laughs> a much later ProFlight uh, Nkwazi magazine that was into Joanna, who's um, the ad lab um, director, said that let's do this thing together. She was the publishing mm-hmm. editor and uh, she needed an editorial director. Mm-hmm. And that's how we partnered up and mm-hmm. worked on Nkwazi for mm-hmm. some time. That was even after I came back from London, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So you have built, so like as you tell your story, it's like you have, it's almost like been, I don't know if this is purpose, but you've almost made um, 
careful decisions about your next steps? Yeah, it was very intentional. Now that I think about it, I was like, you know, because my parents never wanted me to be a journalist. They were oh, like, no, 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 no. So? No, they never. <laughs> they were just like, journalism? Yeah. Like, what is what, that? What are you going to do with journalism? <laughs> seriously. Like, no, seriously. It was mm. a valid question. Because, <laughs> I mean, they get paid. Um, the pay is not that good. Great, and, yeah. you know, um, I, 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 a lot of people look at it as, especially in Zambia, as a place where you can't really expand. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so how can I make this different? Like, how can I make it not be just me sitting in a newsroom and regurgitating stories? Mm-hmm. So I've always been interested in magazines. Um, I would read a lot, international news, whatever. So I started deliberately putting myself out there. You know, I'd reach out to, and I've been very fortunate as well. Like, I have a friends and a network in other countries. So I'd reach out to networks in other countries as well and start pushing my work out their ideas like you know I'd be writing down an idea like this sounds like nonsense but maybe <laughs> let me just send it out. let me send it out there like and maybe some, yeah let, let me see what happens and another side to my work is also that I've worked in media production as well like um, uh, I remember in 2005 we got a grant to do a short film with my cousin we wrote it together and directed it terrible terrible like atrocious <laughs> Like, I, I I don't even know where it is yeah. now. I wouldn't even put it. Thank I'm God. I'm surprised you're even you telling too. us that it was atrocious. No, it was atrocious. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> you're just like, okay, that's... I'm that's... just like, yes, forgotten chapter. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, and then uh, as a result of that, so we used to attend a lot of film mm-hmm. ac- uh, activities yeah. and, uh, and networking events like um, the festivals and things like that. So I got to know a lot of people in that sector as well. So that allowed me to develop networks in, in that area as well. So I was doing media production and kind of like communication and journalism work at the same time. And that allowed me to develop a network in both areas. Mm. So now when I started sending out these ideas, I could cross-pollinate yeah. and kind of like, oh, this might be interesting in this area and this mm. might be interesting in that area. Yeah. And it worked. It yeah. worked. So I started getting work, you know, from South Africa. I started getting work from outside. And I realized it helped establish and build my brand in terms of like, or rather my portfolio of mm-hmm. work, because I didn't think of it as a brand. Mm-hmm. For me, what was more important was developing a portfolio of work that I can show, look, I've written for, you know, papers in Europe and papers in, in South Africa and papers, you know, so surely mm-hmm. I can write for you for- too. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how you've talked <laughs> about uh, networks and how you started out, but I'm most interested in the how you broke out to create those relationships mm. because there's a saying about how your network is your net worth yeah. and you seem to have like a strong network that yeah. you work with but for someone who is starting out in building relationships we have shy people and they're like I wish I could have that <laughs> network that you you, you yeah. have and have established how does that even happen you know it's interesting we're actually talking about it with my partner today he'll kill me but uh, it's that kind of thing like where people see when you, they look at me when they, they think like, that I'm this like assertive person what, what gets what <laughs> you get stuff done <laughs> 
Well, that's what we assumed. (laughs) No, but it's interesting. Like, I wasn't always like that. Like, in fact, I was the person, like, I'm just happy writing a story in my room. Like, don't disturb me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do... Introvert of life. (laughs) Exactly. Like, (laughs) I'm the quintessential introvert. Like, that's me. But people find it so hard to believe that because of... I've had to develop that uh, capability or personality to be able to reach out. So, literally, Mm. I promise you... Like, I'd be at a conference in South Africa, and I'd read the list of people who are, like, on the panel, like, oh, editor of whatever, editor of Screen Africa, because I wrote for Screen Africa mm-hmm. for some for some years, mm-hmm. like, editor of whatever, Salbona, Destiny. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, hmm, you know what, afterwards, somebody, just, like, walk up to her, just walk up to her <laughs> and say hi. Just, like, just like say hi. Like, yeah. what is she going to do? Like, yeah. what is she going to do? Not say hi to you? Exactly. So, and that's what I'll do. Like, I'll literally yeah. just, at the end of the conference, I'll just walk mm. up to her and say, hi, my name is Sambayonga. Mm-hmm. I'm a journalist from Zambia. It's very interesting what you say. And, you know, my uh, writing uh, mentor, a Derma judge, brilliant screenwriter, he always said that you can tell if somebody has learned if they can read and analyze a sentence that mm-hmm. you mentioned, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So I'm even in college, uh, like I wasn't the studying kind of person. Oh, like okay. I just needed to listen <laughs> to what someone is saying. And then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then I'll be like, yeah, way. say it in my own way. Then yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's what that person said. So yeah, I just apply that. That's yeah. it, yeah. you know? And so I was very good with that in terms of like kickstarting a conversation mm-hmm. and then I'd probe further and whatever. So you find people, people like that mm-hmm. and they get interested. Like, oh, this person is paying attention. Oh, they think what I say is clever. What? Because yeah. they're also like that, yeah. you find, yeah. And then you start a conversation and then you'd be like, oh, so have some ideas what they'll give you their email Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times I'd send ideas to half of them probably half of them wouldn't respond and you'd be surprised that the other half would Mm -hmm. and they'll be like okay send us an idea of what you think Mm -hmm. okay what is the industry like and then Zambia's industry was just developing in terms of media production and so for me it was like you know let's explore let's Mm -hmm. see what's there and stuff like that so I started profiling like other filmmakers other Mm -hmm. media producers like kind of what's happening in the industry you know so that's one example of how. How, dif- how different is it from networking? Like you, know, you said the industry in Zambia at that time was was kind of still growing. Yeah, it's developed a lot more since mm. you started. Obviously. Yeah, how different is networking? Um, not only in your industry, but networking generally in Zambia compared to other African countries that you've been to. So in Zambia, I think it's very personalized. Mm. Yeah, people, it's such a small pool of people. When I say small, I mean, I think people still are very much rely on personal relationship rather than skill. Mm. That's because we're also very personal. Like, I don't think we've reached that level where we can separate our emotions. Mm. Like, I don't think there's, well, a lot of people wouldn't want to work with somebody they don't like. But in other industries like in other countries it's at some point it doesn't matter whether i like you or not if you can just deliver yeah yeah, just deliver i'll hire you you know what i mean but here i think it's still a lot about Mm. 
personal relationships, cultivating mm. those personal relationships. So you have to also understand that. I mean, I think I have this this silent thing about me where people always say, somehow come you don't have beef with anyone? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm pretty sure some people hate me, but no. But you, you see, it's a, that same thing. Like, I don't, it's, and it's not deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's just that I, I try as much as possible to understand who I'm dealing with mm-hmm. and understand their point of view yeah. and and see how we can get along or see whether we actually there's any synergy and if there's no synergy as well no hard feelings mm-hmm. like business just moving business. on yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like moving on like absolutely yeah. no hard feelings yeah. you know what i mean or even if i get some kind of bad vibes i usually just don't respond don't at respond. all yeah. at all at all at all yeah. You know, and I think as a result of that, um, maybe I've developed this kind of uh, persona where people say, well, you, you know, you take it or leave it. You either deal with her or you don't. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, I think we still have a long way to, not a long way, but I think we're getting there in terms of understanding like skill is much more important mm-hmm. than personal relationships or personal feelings mm-hmm. even so yeah. Yeah. even personal no feelings, feelings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you about that okay so how protective are you um, about your network I mean in terms of your your little black book of mm. people when somebody says somebody I need I've had an experience a couple of experiences with you where you, where somebody has requested something from you and you've been really really giving yeah um, and I've always been impressed by that and you know and like you said like some people might have a persona of you that you are leave it or take it and I've always been like just ask her I'm pretty sure she's not she, if she's yeah. going to say no she'll say no I can't mm-hmm. yeah um, so yeah. how protective are you of your your network and have you ever had an experience where you introduce somebody to someone you know and then and they kind of messed it up and how did you yeah how like where do you place yourself <laughs> in that situation mm. i'm very that's so true like i'm not because i believe honestly like we all have different things to offer to people like mm-hmm. and and for me it has always been i think about um i hate this term so let me try and find a different word <laughs> what is the term <laughs> I don't know what the term you going to tell us it's, it's always uh, about kind of like uh, building capacity oh, in the industry yeah. the term I hate is empowering yeah like so okay out with it you hate you're like okay oh my god it's so redundant it's been so overused that it's redundant empowering women like yeah I don't know what that means anymore like what does that mean yeah. <laughs> so it's really about building capacity and also uh, providing opportunities. Where because I, I I know for sure that I, I can't do everything. In mm. fact, there are very few things that I can do. Mm. So I've always relied on other people to strengthen mm. the capacity yeah. of my work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I assume other people would need the same thing as well. Mm. Um, but I think sometimes what you find is that. People want to hoard onto their networks uh, or the people that they know because they feel that somehow you have an upper hand. Mm. Uh, but I don't think it, it, it does work like that, especially now. It's mm. I think it's a bit more cutthroat than it than it used to be where you find people are blatantly doing things like, you know, that was not necessary. But <laughs> anyway, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. but I think, again, it comes back to the whole issue of like, how do you want the industry to receive you or mm. how do you conduct yourself? I think even with even with my our clients, mm. like we're very, 
very clear. We're just here to do the work for you. Yeah. You know, we're not trying to be your friend. Best friend? Mm-hmm. Best friend or anything. <laughs> like, if you feel we can deliver, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, how we develop the strong relationship is actually first through the work, yeah. through okay. the good work that we develop. Then we develop a secondary relationship of, mm-hmm. okay, now I trust your work mm-hmm. and I want to rely on you to do mm-hmm. work. And I think it's stronger that way yeah. rather than kind of like... Giving people work mm-hmm. because you know them and you're just like, okay, yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Rather than you just because you know them, but you know you trust they always deliver mm-hmm. based on experience yeah. you've had with them. You know, so yeah. No, no one has ever disappointed you and been like, I've given you, I've given you this person's number and you've gone and delivered because I've had that experience mm. where I brought somebody into a situation. And not only did they completely mess up the project, their end of the project, yeah, but their relationship with the client just went haywire. Like yeah, they just it was just I was I, the client was telling me, and I'm just clutching my pearls. I'm like, yeah, um, okay, and it kind of reflects on you, right? <laughs> yeah, and no, then, it does. Yeah, and then from there, and you know, it it took me about two or three years to get that client back on board to take on my recommendations seriously. Mm. Um, and obviously, it also affected my relationship with that person. So yeah. I'm I'm asking from a personal um, level that if this ever happens to me again, God forbid, please. Mm. <laughs> what do you do in that circumstance? You know, I no. think it, it has definitely happened to me before, but I I also am very careful with mm. who I recommend. Like, yeah. ve- and I also am very careful to the person I recommend. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I tell them straight up, mm-hmm. like, this is this kind of client or this is this kind of person. If you're not going to be able to do it or if you mess it up at any point, mm-hmm. you know, understand that this is what will happen or understand how to communicate. And then to the client as well I'll be like listen this is a person I trust or this is a person I don't know that well Mm -hmm. you know so you make your own judgment Mm -hmm. if you don't want to do it if Mm -hmm. you want you know so I'm very clear in that way Mm -hmm. like and I say to the other person as well like oh I've told them this and this and that so that we're all clear and if something happens and it has happened in Mm -hmm. a case where our you know, or where you introduce people just generally mm-hmm. and then yeah. all of a sudden you, you the person comes back to you and be like, oh, this this person contacted me or whatever. And mm. you're like, oh, mm. okay. okay. Interesting. <laughs> I usually never act on it. I'm just yeah. like, it's cool. You yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's important. I just wanted to find out for my own purposes. Yeah. Now that I know, I yeah. will do better. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I have a question. Um, now this is concerning Kuatenga, yes. your media company. Um, it's obviously female-led firm. Yes, yeah. it is. So do you have any uh, gender challenges that you have come across as you have been working? <laughs> and you could talk about your experience within Zambia, in the region, mm-hmm. the continent, as you have networked and yeah. taken yourself out there. Uh, in terms of like being discriminated because of my gender? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I always say that I, I find that in our industries, I feel like sometimes you are much more at an advantage as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, uh, but that's my experience. You know, it's not the experience of everyone. But I guess it's because um, of the situations that we, we've put ourselves in. For example, like most of the people that we've worked with at Kuatenga are coincidentally, I say coincidentally because it's not deliberate. Mm-hmm. Like we don't deliberately say we just want to employ women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just turns just out 
that the woman is the most experienced to do the work or exhibits Mm -hmm. the capacity to do the work when Mm -hmm. we do, like even when we do interviews and things like that, uh, it's mostly women who apply Mm -hmm. because we are also very detailed in our job descriptions. Like you need to be Mm -hmm. able to do this, this, Mm -hmm. this, 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 multitask, blah, blah, blah. So usually women are the ones who take a stab at it. And and the men who have... uh, you know, applied or taken up the the opportunity. It's usually for very specific things that mm-hmm. that we work with them for, but it's never a consideration. Because mm-hmm. again, at Kuatenga, what we're really interested in is can you do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I need to know. Like, I don't care if you're a guy or a yeah. girl. Like, I just need you. I just need to know you can deliver capacity. I just need, need and we treat everyone the same way, man or woman. If you yeah. don't deliver, even it's ourselves, true. we're very hard on ourselves as yeah. well. Like you know, we we have to mm-hmm. maintain a level of of excellence mm-hmm. uh, or strive to a, a certain level of excellence, and also take responsibility because that's the hardest yeah. thing I've mm-hmm. found mm-hmm. in running a business is when you do make a mistake. And you take responsibility. <laughs> you take responsibility. It's really <laughs> yeah, it's really painful to take responsibility, but it's also very liberating liberating because then you're like I'm owning it and I can take steps to do things different yeah and yes exactly (laughs) and so for me that's like it's gender non-conforming like I don't think of it as a binary it's just you know so I have a question about the me too movement and networking yes especially for young ladies in this day and age in in this in the media industry Mm -hmm. so uh, we had a question come from a young lady who said what happens when you go into um, meeting rooms with you know she's a marketing intern for example and there's an older guy and he's now trying to get your number and you're there to Mm -hmm. do your job you know or in any other instance you're starting out or even if you're mid-level and you're trying to get a job and then there's this person who's basically trying to fire you, as we say. Yes, <laughs> get in the way of <laughs> Trying business. to get in the way of business. So you've ne- you, have you never experienced that yourself or do you have advice for people when they find that themselves in that situation? Yeah, I, I totally understand that and I can relate to it. I have been in that experience. And, you know, one of the things that I realized when doing work, especially when we're starting out and trying to solidify our network, is that, you know, I don't know if you've ever had to do that, this thing of like, this non-conversation yes. with, peop- with <laughs> yes. people, like yeah. especially <laughs> of the opposite sex, where sometimes even with the not that it's, there's anything mm-hmm. sexual, just like kind of this non-conversation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you find with men, it's it's kind of like drags on because mm-hmm. you have you feel like you have to like um, come kind of talk to them a bit longer, whatever. So I got to a point where like what like I hate this conversation, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I just started having. A normal conversation, like mm. it's yes no conversation now. Ah, like yeah. okay, uh-huh. <laughs> but I guess in the beginning it's hard to do that because you're trying to get the business mm-hmm. or you're trying to establish yourself, so you're trying to create that mm-hmm. network. But I think the more you get, the more you get confident, and and the more you understand your skill, you can just speak to your skill. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. And usually I find it tapers off. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously it is very challenging for a young person who walk into a meeting and then some guy is trying to get their number. Mm. But you'd be surprised that more often than not, if you just say, I don't do that kind of thing, like, you know. They, 
Even so if they it get means we lose this exactly. Even yeah. if we lose, you get this. It's it's okay. Mm. That's how you start then to make people understand that it's not okay to act like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly. not okay to act like that. Mm. I think that's part of the reason why we we don't make our clients buddies. Yes. Like yeah. that because thing it's of like to do business with exactly your buddy. exactly <laughs> the thing of hanging out <laughs> together, <laughs> like having like, lunches, mm-hmm. dinners. No, no. <laughs> it's not that. right. Okay, we don't do okay. That. And, and for some clients, it's difficult because they want that kind of mm. treat. Especially, in, I think I find that more particular in in media and comms, yes. where mm-hmm. I don't know why it's taken that the practitioners of comms are some kind like you know, we're so free, like, yeah, 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 like we're it's here good times, to like good, good times, times. Like, like it's yeah, lit. You know what no. I mean? It's lit. <laughs> like no, we're like doing freelance things. Yeah, exactly. You know, you like have room for this and that. Yeah, like just like no, because. <laughs> Someone said to me, you know, they saw my haircut and they're like, oh, you obviously work in the media marketing industry and, you know, you guys, you know, we should meet after work. Yeah, exactly. That's why. Exactly. From my haircut. I was like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So before we wind up, I wanted to ask you one last um, question about collaboration um, and the importance of collaboration. Um, so how do you, well, is it important to collaborate and how yeah. do you incorporate collaboration into your projects and into networking, especially? Let me tell work? you, collaborating has saved my life. You know, <laughs> oh, I always I'm say, glad to hear that. yeah, no, I always say like, cause just like I said, I don't know how to do a lot of things. I like that so you're it, honest <laughs> about that. You're like, oh, I don't know how to do a lot of things. Cause everyone would be like, no, I exactly. did it all, all by, by myself. myself. No. No, no, no. Like, I know what I'm I'm very good at. Yeah. And because I'm very good at that, mm-hmm. I'm able to recognize other people who can be good in other areas. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think for the longest time, even Kuatenka is actually a, a collaborative uh, association, if I can say. Everyone mm-hmm. we work with is a piece of another part, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're very good at what they do, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't try to pretend to be like, yeah, no, I can, I know what to do in creative directing. Like, yeah, the design. Mm. No, I just rely on them to do their thing, you know, and I trust they're, they're good mm. at what they do. And even when we do hire somebody specifically for a certain job, we are very careful about understanding what their strengths are and how they fit into the work that we're doing, and then just let them run with it. Mm-hmm. And that has worked really well for uh, for us. Mm-hmm. And, and it just even the other way around, Kuatenga has collaborated with other companies mm-hmm. and individuals to help them do their work. And where we're in the background and they're in the forefront, yeah. and so we're in the forefront and, and they're in the background. And yeah. this works perfectly, yeah. yeah. So if anyone wants to network with Samba, where do they find you? Uh, so our offices are at Foxdale, mm-hmm. 609 uh, Foxdale Court. Um, and uh, we have a website with contact details there. It's kuatengamedia.com. Uh, uh, we're also on social media at Kuatenga on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank it you. has contacts as well. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast. Um, if you want to listen to all our other podcasts so far, you can go to www.konzaconsult.com. Don't forget you can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes and www.africanpodcast.com. Thank you for coming in. This has been another podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.